Welcome to the Juggling the Chaos of Recovery podcast, where we focus on health and wellness and overcoming all types of addictions. You're in the right place if you're a mom, dad, sibling, or caregiver who has a loved one who is or was struggling with an eating disorder or any other kind of addiction. In a time where everything seems heavy, I'm here to bring you a very real yet lighthearted take on what the heck we're all supposed to do with our lives while we care for our loved ones who are struggling. One thing holds true throughout it all. You can't juggle the chaos without smiling, at least a little bit. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Moira Gorski. So glad that you have come back to listen, and I'm so glad that you continue to share. The biggest uh, compliment that you can give to this podcast is to share it with others and also write a five-star review. So I encourage you to do that. And again, grateful that you've come back here. It is um, a rare occasion here where it's just me. Um, And I really wanted to share, and as you see in the title that I'm calling this, we get by with a little help from our friends. And it's become so evident the importance for me for friends, as well as asking for help. And I wanted to just highlight that today and talk about that today. Now, if you've been following my podcast, you know that my mom um, died in April. And you can go back and listen to um, a couple of podcasts about um, some that I spoke with Claudia, we talked through grief and dying. It was a wonderful podcast about we grieve so much when we love so much. She's an end of life doula. And then I did honor my mother and um, talk, uh, share my, the talk that I did share at her service. So those are a couple of podcasts you might want to go back and take a listen to. But when I think about my mother passing, um, there were several people that reached out to help. And you know, they were my close friends. And I really appreciated that. I want to talk about just a few incidences where I've been so grateful for my friends, and um, how we can really think about that um, as we go forward in life and just the impact of friends. Um, Again, my mother was sick, Um, she was put into hospice, many of my friends knew that. And I remember one friend of mine, she just texted me and said, I'm bringing you food tonight. So are you going to be home? And can I you know, give it to you. So there wasn't any, oh, do you need anything? She said, I'm coming by. I have soup. I have cookies. I have, what else did she bring me? She brought me some great things. And I was really appreciative of that. Again, I think that sometimes when people ask what they can do to help and we say, oh, no, 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 we're really okay. um, It doesn't give people a chance to help. And with Jean, she just said, hey, I'm coming by. And so there wasn't any arguing. And I was really thankful for that. Many people reached out and said, how can I help? And I said, you know, you can just pray. You can pray for peace for the family. And I know there were a lot of people that were praying for not only my mom to have a peaceful transition, but also for my dad and for our family and things like that. And even the women that are on my wellness team, they wanted to help. And one of my best friends said, you know, what can we really do to help? And she said, I know you've probably got it together and um, maybe you don't need these big meals because you don't have a big family that's there for long, you know, for my mom's visit. But you know what they did is they they put some money together and they bought me a gift certificate to a um, a nursery here. My mother loved to plant 
um, loved flowers, well, she was in our garden a lot. And so they bought me a gift card and I was able to go buy some flowers and plant them in honor of my mother. So I was just so thankful for that. It's just a really thoughtful gift that we'll keep giving, you know, as time goes on because I see those flowers out there in the bushes and plants and things like that. And then recently, just this last week, I had a friend who said, can I come visit you? And I'm like, uh, sure, I guess so. It was kind of like, hey, I'd like, you know, maybe I can visit sometime. But she said, I'd like to visit. And she said, you know, your mom died, my mom died in the past. And I know that sometimes it's just good to have a friend around. And so instead of saying, hey, I'll visit sometime, she said, let's look at the calendar. I'll give you some dates. And we put it on the calendar. Um, And she was just visiting this last week. And oh, what a blessing it was to me to have her here. Um, I have plenty of room. It is raining, all of a sudden really raining hard. So in case you hear that in the background, it is rain. The raindrops on my window. Um, But she came to visit and what a blessing it was. Just time to spend together. And I had to kind of stop myself because like we went for a walk and then she said, hey, let's go for coffee or a bite to eat or do you want to go out for breakfast? And I was like, oh no, I got to get back to work. And I thought, no, this is the time that I get to spend with Tammy. And so... We spent that time and what, how fulfilling it was. It was just so lovely. And then we decided to get some friends together who are on our wellness team and we went out to dinner and that was so wonderful. I think, you know, now that this pandemic is starting to pass, people just love getting out and being around people and just being in community. And it was just so so lovely to be together. And it was just a short couple of days. Um, I told her that I was a little nervous because I said, you know, before she came to town, I said, man, I don't often have visitors in my house. And I, of course, want it to be really great and wonderful. And she said, don't worry about it. You know, I'm just coming to visit. Your house doesn't have to be perfect and all of that. I just want to come and see you. So that meant a lot to me um, that, again, she there wasn't any pressure that she wanted to put on me. She just wanted to come and spend time with me because she knows how important that is. And we prayed together and we walked together and we ate together and we just uh, did a little planning for our wellness business together. It was really, really lovely. And so th- so thankful for a friend who just said, I'm coming to visit. When can you, um, you know, when can you When can you fit me in? And she also bought me a gift card to a local shop that has some lovely things that I can buy to pamper myself. And again, what a wonderful gift. Again, she didn't have to do that. She didn't have to do that. But she's a friend and she knows. I mean, I actually had sent her, I think... Is that is that what I did, Tammy? <laughs> I think I might have sent her a gift from this shop in Wheaton, um, and she's loved it so much. She buys gifts from there now and has them shipped, and so she bought me a gift card from there. She knows how much I love that shop. They have wonderful, lovely um, oils and skincare and scrubs and oh, just really, really lovely things. So uh, that was a lovely gift. And then I want to give light to you know, as you've listened to my podcast, you know that my daughter has struggled with an eating disorder for the last seven years. And she has been in many, many treatment facilities, not only local here that I've been able to drive her to, but out of town in lots of different states. And it happened again, just last night that I called on one of my friends and one of my friends is on my Shackley well, in, as a Shackley sister, she isn't necessarily on my direct team, but she's a sister of mine 
I would call her, in my Shackley wellness business. And my daughter was uh, moving from one facility to another. She was flying to North Carolina. And because of the timing of things and when she could admit and all that, she needed a place to stay. Now, she could have easily called a hotel or an Airbnb and found a place to crash overnight. And, and then the facility was picking her up this morning and taking her to, um, taking her to where she was going. But I thought, who lives in that area? Who do I know that lives in that area? And I called my friend, Cindy, and I said, listen, this is what's going on. Do you know anybody that lives in, I you know, wanted somebody close to the facility? She didn't know anybody, but she says, I'm about two hours from it. And in the end, she, um, my daughter stayed overnight with her and Cindy picked her up from the airport and offered her a bed. She had her son stay someplace else so that she had a bed to sleep in and a place to do her laundry in the morning before she went off to her next facility. And how wonderful. I called her just at the drop of a hat and said, would you help me? And she was willing to help. She says, I will do anything for you, Moira. I consider you like a sister of mine. And so it just, I'm so thankful for that, but it made me reflect on all the times that I've called on somebody during this time of need with my daughter. And not only called on other people for my daughter, but also called on them for me. When I think about my daughter, she's been in Arizona and she left a facility. She was asked to leave a facility, unfortunately, and she needed a place to just kind of hang for the day to make some phone calls and figure out her next step. And I called on one of my friends and she said, sure, I'll pick her up and she can hang out at my house tonight. And when you figure things out this evening, then I'll take her to the airport or wherever she needs to go. Again, she didn't need to do that, but she offered that. When my daughter's been in Wisconsin, she left a facility to go someplace else for a little bit and she left a few items there. Now I know a friend, she said, sure, I'll just, I'll go and pick them up. And when I thought about that, I thought about the first time that my daughter went to that facility up in Wisconsin. It was a day that, um, you know, I won't soon forget, but my daughter was struggling and really starting to go downhill. And the she was living in a sober living environment and doing some outpatient, and she, she needed more care. And so they said, let's, you know, go up to Wisconsin. That's where the facility is. So I went and picked her up, basically moved her out of that apartment and um, headed up to Wisconsin, as any mom would do. I've, I've done that before. I've had podcasts where I've, um, there's a couple of them. Uh, one more time, I'll drop everything and go or something like that. I know I recorded a couple of those. And so that's what I did. I picked up, I got my daughter, I drove her up to this facility, and I found myself driving through the rain into this place that I had never been at that was dark and sitting, you know, we had to check my daughter in through the emergency room to make sure that she was all medically stable and do those tests before she went over to this residential place. And so I found myself sitting in this emergency room and it was like nine o'clock at night. And I'm thinking, who do I know that lives up here? And again, I've been involved with Shackley for over 21 years. And I know a lot of people in Shackley kind of all over the United States. And I'm like, who do I know that lives here? I'm like, oh, Jenny. Oh, Jenny, I think lives up here. So sure enough, I pulled up my phone and I texted Jenny and I said, hey, what's up? And um, I said, how close do you live to Oconomowoc? And she said, um, about 10 minutes. <laughs> I said, here, well, I got, I got something to ask you. Can you help me? And she said, sure, anything. I said, well, I happen to be up here and I have a full day tomorrow of work. 
And I don't really want to drive back home. It was a good couple of hours. It was dark. It was kind of off and on raining still. And trust me, I do not like to drive in the rain. And drive at night in the rain? No, not at all. And I said, this is my situation. I'm wondering, can I crash? I mean, can I crash on your couch? Um, would it be okay if I stayed overnight? She said, sure, absolutely. I've got PJs for you. Um, I said, well, I'll go get some stuff for my contacts at Walgreens. And um, she said, you know, my daughter's uh, with her dad. She's a, she's a, a divorced single mom. And she said, my girls are with their dad tonight. So there's a couple extra beds. And so you can, you can grab one of the beds and sleep there. I have PJs for you. And um, within about 45 minutes, I headed over to her place. She had a beer waiting for me and those PJs and a big hug and a nice conversation. And never forget that. It was so like at a drop of a hat, my friend was willing to help me in my time of need. And she's done that a couple of times. When my daughter was up there, I went and visited my daughter a couple of times. And I went and stayed overnight at Jenny's place. Um, We went out to dinner. We had some laughs. And it was just such a wonderful, um, fulfilling time that I've spent with her and that she offered to help me. Um, I think about my daughter when she was in Colorado. She was at a few facilities in Colorado a couple of times, and she wanted to write some letters, and she didn't have any stamps. So I called my brother, and I said, would you take some stamps over to, to Anna? You know, my brother lives in Colorado. I remember when I went to visit my daughter in Colorado, I reached out to one of those friends from Shackley again and said, hey, you want to have breakfast? And again, when, and if you can relate to this, you probably can. If you're a mom or a dad or somebody that's, again, been having somebody in their life that struggles, that's in a treatment center, that you're going to visit, it's like heavy stuff that you're dealing with. And so just having somebody that you can call to say, hey, let's have breakfast. Hey, let's go for a walk. I'm in town. Like, where do you recommend that I go if I wanted to, you know, go for a walk in a nice park or do you have any good restaurants around this place? Having somebody to reach out to, it's been so wonderful. And I've had breakfast with a couple of my friends in Colorado when I've gone to visit my daughter. I mean, my brother told me when I was there one time and I reached out to him and I said, okay, I got a few hours and I just had a session with Anna and her therapist and and then we're going to go out to dinner tonight. Like, what would you do? I don't want to go and shop and like, what am I, what can I do? And he said, go to Red Rocks. And I was like, that's right. I went to Red Rocks. And it was before I had started this podcast. And so I didn't record it. But I went live on Facebook because being at Red Rocks, it was this huge emotional experience for me. And it was, it was, it was lovely. But I called my brother and asked him what to do. And that's what I did. And because of that, it was really an interesting I mean, it was so emotional, like all of a sudden, if you have you been to Red Rocks, if you haven't, you put it on your bucket list to go to Red Rocks. It is a beautiful amphitheater that's built into the Red Rocks in Colorado. And it's just, it's spectacular acoustically, but it's just a beautiful place. And I was just overcome by the beauty uh, as I walked around and I um, just looked around. It was, I really was overcome emotionally. And then as I thought about it, I thought, you know, Because of something bad, I got to see something good. And it was really, and that's what I went live and talked about on Facebook. And if you're one of my friends and heard that, um, or if you want to see it, I know I can still find it and I can send it to you if you're a friend of mine on Facebook or want to connect with me. But that's basically the gist of it was that 
something bad was happening. My daughter was struggling. I had to send her to a residential place. It was right after um, she had tried college and the college didn't work out because she was not well enough. And we brought her home and I put her on a plane and sent her to Colorado. And so that wasn't so good. And yet as a result of that, I was able to be in this beauty of nature. And it was so overwhelming to me that I just had to share that with so many, uh, so many people. And again, just... It was a really, really cool experience. And um, I also remember sharing about what my daughter, Anna, was going, kind of one of the things that she had talked about. She talked about um, being kind of at a, um, what did she talk about? Kind of like being at a, at a cross, that's right, at a crossroads. That she kind of felt like she was right in a, like a four-way stop. And that she said, and I said, you know, explain that to me. And she said, well... I feel like I could stay where I'm at and people are like, oh, how are you? I'm like, oh, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. You know, just kind of stay right there in the crossroads, not going forward, not going backwards. She said, or I could, re- you know, I could go backwards, you know, not work very hard and, you know, start to struggle more and kind of go backwards. Right. And that's not so good, but that's a choice when you come to a crossroads. Or she said, I could choose to step into my future. I could choose to move forward in in my life and go through this crossroads. And she goes, it's really scary for me. Um, and she said, sometimes it's easier to just sit in that like, oh, everything's good, everything's good. And it's more difficult, right? When we step forward and step forward into our life, into our future. And um, I shared that on the live too, that it's just an interesting thing to think about. I know I've shared that with my ballroom dancing that I came into a place of, of that, like I needed to make a decision on what I was going to do. And when I stepped forward, I was so afraid, but I knew that it was, I needed to step through that doorway of fear. And as a result, so many things opened up. So if you haven't listened to that one, go back and listen to that podcast. But again, I was thinking about Colorado and so many, I mean, unfortunately, my daughter's been there a few times, but there have been wonderful times that I've reached out to friends. You know, my daughter's a wonderful crocheter and I've, you know, we can order yarn on Amazon and have it delivered. We can order anything on Amazon and have it delivered. But one of my friends said, what can I do? Is there anything your daughter needs? And I said, you know what? She wants some yarn. She goes, I'll go get her some yarn. I told her the colors, the type of yarn. She went to, to um, a yarn shop in Colorado and she dropped it off for my daughter. I mean, my, my brother also housed, my daughter lived with my brother for a few months because she wasn't ready to come home. And I put that boundary down to say, you know what, you need to find your next treatment facility. And um, she reached out to my brother and he said, sure, you could live here for a couple of months. It's just those wonderful friends or family that have come to my, to have been that friend or that family that I needed at the time. And it's just, I just keep, these kind of things keep happening. And I just think it's so like, I wanted to share that because how, how do we get along if we don't have good friends? And it's so important. And I know myself being a recovering codependent that often I'm like, oh, what would they think? I don't think I should, I don't think I should reach out to them. Oh, that it, you know, they probably, they probably don't have time. It's, I need them tonight and it's probably too late. And like, you all, you think about all those things like, no, 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 it's not going to work out. And yet I've seen that when I've just reached out 
and asked. I'm like, I'm sorry, but it's kind of the last minute. But can you help me? Like, they're like, sure, absolutely. I would do anything for you. I will be that friend. And so, um, you know, and again, I could go on and mention so many more more things with just, you know, calling somebody and saying, hey, can we go Can we go for a walk? This is what I need. Can you be my friend today? I have learned so much about asking for help and how I just, I didn't want to ask for help because I felt like if I asked for help, that meant I was weak, right? And that I wasn't capable. And yet, on the contrary, it it just means that we need a little bit of help. We need a little bit of support. And there are so many friends around and family that are willing to help. But we just have to ask. We have to kind of get out of our own way and say, and even if, because I've said it plenty of times, like, I'm sorry, this probably sounds like such a a really extreme request, but this is what I'm asking for. Are you able to help me? And, you know, not it doesn't work for everybody. But so many friends have reached out to me, and it's just shown me the importance of having these wonderful friends in our lives that can help us in our time, time of need. And especially when we're dealing with people in our lives that are struggling. And as a result, that impacts us, right? We struggle. You know, we're helping our daughter, our son, our friend, but we're hurting on the inside and we need that friend, right? We need that friend that can come alongside us and just give us a hug or pray for us or house our daughter or buy us some food or whatever. And I think... You know, what's really important as we wrap, as I wrap this up today is to just think about that for yourself. I mean, one of the things that, one of the goals that I made, I remember one year as we were kind of going into the new year of like some of the resolutions or whatever that I wanted, I wanted to be a better friend. And I think, you know, that's what I want to say is not that you're not a good friend, whoever's listening, I'm sure you are great friends, but just think about that. And when you see people that, need help or they have struggles, like reach out and offer to help. Like reach out and say, hey, is there anything I can do for you? And oh, by the way, like one of my friends, uh, probably a couple weeks after my mom died, I knew her mom. I knew her mom was struggling and declining. And she reached out and she said, "Uh, my mom just died today. And I said I was sorry. And then, I don't know, a day or two later, I said, hey, I'm bringing you some stuff. Same thing like my friend did. I brought her some quinoa salad and some cookies and, I don't know, a bottle of wine or I don't know. I don't remember. But I I remember the quinoa salad and I think I made her some cookies. But I just said, you know what, I'm going to drop it off. If you're home, great. If you're not, you know, it'll be out on your front porch. But just that's one of the things. Like reach out and offer to help. And, And but also expect nothing in return. Because if you're reaching out to say, hey, I'm going to help you as long as you help me in the future, like that's the wrong way to approach helping people, right? Now, so many times people are going to reciprocate in the future if they, you know, if you've helped them, they're definitely going to help you if you if they if you need it. But I just encourage you to just expect nothing in return. Just just do it out of the kindness of your heart. And don't say, oh, you can pay me back or you can do this or what. No, no, just reach out and offer to be a friend. Because I'm here to tell you that it means so much. And sometimes when we're in a crisis, we don't know how to ask for help. And we don't know, like we're so broken and we're so afraid that we just, we don't know what we need. But 
when somebody steps in and says, hey, I'm going to get your prayer shawl. We're going to pray together. Or by the way, I'm dropping you food off. And hey, why don't you go? How about we just, you know, go for a walk, that kind of thing. It means so much to that person, even if they're not able to say thank you at that point. I just encourage you to Again, be that friend that somebody needs. Be the friend that you would love to have if you were in a crisis. And just be that friend to somebody else because it makes such a difference. Like I said, I just, when I thought about this yesterday and this idea popped in my head about getting by with help from my friends, I just, I mean, I wrote these few things down, but there's so many other incidences where people have offered to help. And it's been so great. I mean, just so great. Even with the passing of my mother, my sister is um, part of, and I know, Linda, you're gonna, you listen to my podcast, so this is for you, Linda. Yeah, so Linda is part of a women's uh, volunteer group in her town. And they said, what can we do to help? And she said, you know, I don't really know, but there was a whole group of women. And you know how when you go to a visitation, like at the funeral home, there's always food downstairs for the family and friends. So she said, would you be able to provide that? Oh my gosh, did they provide that? We had food and snacks and drinks for days. They provided that for her because they asked, what can we do to help? And Linda said, sure, you can do this. And they helped. It was such a help. So that's my thought for the day. That's my, you know, as I end this up, that's what I wanted to share with you today. There's nothing like a good friend to come to you in your time of need. And just, I encourage you to keep that in mind because again, my friends have blessed me so much. And if you're listening to this and you're one of those friends, um, I thank you and thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. But just know that there are others, there's so many that could use a friend today. And I encourage you to reach out. Reach out, message, text, call, Whatever the case is, don't expect a whole lot in return um, because that's not, that doesn't come from a servant heart. We just want to be serving other people. And if it's even just reaching out to say, hey, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to add you to my prayer list and, or, you know, send them a card in the mail and say, I'm thinking about you. Those kind of things mean so much. And if you are really looking to be part of a community and, like I mentioned before, like so many of those people that my daughter has stayed with, that they've got, she's, they've shopped for her. Those are all part of my wellness community. And I've been part of that for 21 years. And this community is like no other. Um, yes, we sell products. We, we change lives. We make money. But this community piece is so important to me. And really, again, like nothing else. And so if you're listening to this saying, boy, I wish I had friends like that in my community. I don't even have a community of women that I can call on and say, come on, can we sit and talk or can you help me out? If you're looking for that community, please reach out. You'll see on the show notes, so you can just click on and find some time on my calendar. I would love to share with you. I would love to connect with you and share with you how you can be a part of this community. And if it works for you, I would welcome you there. But it is so important for us to have that support. Again, I say with this pandemic all the time, it has taught us so much. 
And it's taught us really that that power of being in community is so, so important. So if you're lacking that community, please reach out. Let's have a phone call. If you live close, we can go for a walk. If you want to hop on Zoom, we can chat. But know that those friends in that community is so important to us. And if you don't have that, I'm happy to connect with you and see how I can support you in that. Perhaps I know of a group or perhaps you can hear about my group that I'm a part of. So thanks for listening today. Again, thanks for your um, feedback. Again, thank you for your continued support. And thank you for being a good friend. And I encourage you to go and be a good friend today to somebody that needs it. Um, thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. Share it with others and make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a thing. I've got a tribe over on Facebook, so head over there and search for Juggling the Chaos of Recovery Podcast Tribe. And do you know somebody who has a story, a story to share, a story of recovery and hope? Please let me know as I'd love to feature them as a guest on one of these next upcoming podcasts. And perhaps you're looking for a community of like-minded, collaborative, and supportive people who cheer each other on as we strive to improve our lives. If that sounds like something you've been looking for, schedule some time with me. You'll find the links in the show notes. Let's talk and let me help you find your way. And I'm here to tell you that you're worth it.